hello and welcome to the Agri-Food Comscast, the podcast that delves into the story behind the story on all things food and farming related for the communications and marketing professional. This week, as we celebrate our two-year anniversary since launching our podcast, we thought it would be a good idea to explore the podcasting medium and unearth some top tips on getting the best out of producing your own. So who better to help me with this than our guest today, Farmers Weekly Chief Reporter and host of their podcast, Johan Tasca, and Gemma Butler, Marketing Director of the Chartered Institute of Marketing, a sustainable marketeer and host of the Can Marketing Save the Planet podcast. Big welcome to you both. Thanks, Catherine. Hi. So just to set the scene to kick off, um, perhaps if I can just get a brief summary from you both about your sort of podcasting careers to date and a little bit of a lowdown on the podcast that you produce and the growth that, that you, you've seen in that time, perhaps starting with you, Johan. Thanks, Catherine. Well, we've been doing the Farmers Weekly podcast for just over two years now, so a similar amount of time to yourselves. We had been thinking about doing a podcast for, I have to say, a number of years, two or three years before we actually did it. And we were looking to launch in the summer of 2020. And then, of course, COVID and lockdown came along and uh, we decided to bring it forward because we felt it was important for people to be able to hear each other and uh, and communicate with uh, with each other in a very immediate way when they're sort of stuck on farm and perhaps not able to get out and about. So we, we brought it forward by a few months, uh, launched, I think it was uh, April 2020, and uh, and it's been a, a real success. It's uh, gone from strength to strength, and I have to say it's, it's done better than we ever dreamed. So we're, we're really happy with it. Brilliant. So just in terms of uh, format frequency, just the key facts and stats on that? So, yeah, so it's a weekly uh, podcast. We try, the aim is to, uh, for it to come out every Friday. Sometimes it slips a bit. Sometimes it's a Saturday. And it's about, the aim is, again, for it to be about 45 minutes long. Uh, sometimes it's longer. Sometimes it's shorter. And it's very much a, a magazine style format. So we'll have five or so stories. We'll have a top story, a second story. Then we'll go into market prices and have a, a little look at what's in Farmers Weekly that week and, and discuss any emails that we might have received. Then we'll have a more in-depth piece. And then we always end with uh, an and finally upbeat story at the end of the podcast, which is designed, I guess, to try and position or show farming as it relates to the rest of society. So it might be something, well, during COVID, we did a number of stories about uh, farmers uh, delivering food boxes uh, to their local community. We'll do stories about mental health in a positive way and, uh, and things like that. So we always try to be positive and um it's uh, we, you know we, and we always try to include lots of voices in it as many voices as we can so it's it's yeah. co-hosted by myself and Hugh Broom who's a, a farmer with professional radio experience who farms in uh, in Surrey and uh, we tend to sort of bounce off each other and after each of the stories that we'll do we'll have a little chat between ourselves uh, on the podcast and discuss the implications and try and sort of do a little bit of comment and, and con- contextualize things and uh, and sort of you know get to the nub of the matter and uh, and dissect what we've just heard for for our listeners brilliant thanks johan uh, Gemma, just introduce yourself and your your podcast experience 
I sit across two podcasts. So the first one is the uh, CIM podcast as the Chartered Institute of Marketing that represents the marketing profession. We include podcasts in 2019, really because of who we are. And it helps us stay informed with all of the you know, the ever-growing content formats that people like to consume. And so we, we, we decided to give podcasts a go in 2019 and started off on them, do, we do them every two weeks. And they originally were, we didn't really know what, you know, the audience wanted to really, really know from us because the breadth of marketing and, and the subject and the people that work in it is just so broad. So we use it as a way to educate on the latest trends, the latest news, the latest things around digital, because that's fast move, fast pace uh, part of marketing. And we then started just to measure things from there. And then they just evolved. So, you know, there's been a lot of testing and learning as we've gone. And then the other podcast I do is called Pan Marketing Save the Planet. And that came about after I co-authored a book called Sustainable Marketing. Myself and one of my co-authors learned so much through researching that book. And the, the, the environmental challenge is such an enormous, complex issue that we need to do something about. That we, when the book came out in January of 2021, we decided we didn't want to just stop there. We really had to keep the conversation going. There was so much for us to learn as authors of the book to keep going. And we just wanted to raise awareness and educate other marketers and people on everything that is happening within relation to, you know, the sustainable challenge. And uh, that, that's been going now, well, we're coming up for over a year and a half now almost. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a huge learning curve. Very, very different type of podcast, very different format. But again, that's the beauty of podcasts, isn't it? You can, there's something out there for everybody and there's no limit to the subject and discussion. Yeah. Okay. Well, coming to the different types of formats of podcasts in a bit, because I think that's quite interesting to explore because obviously we've got a new show here and you know, more issues based. But in terms of podcast listening from, you know, general public or from the business, business people's point of view, why has it become so popular, do you think? And, you know, what has changed really to make us such so drawn more to the audio format than than we ever have been been before do you think i mean podcasts they let you multitask don't they they let you do other stuff while you're while you're listening to them and it's an easy way to either catch up on news listen to a story engage emotionally with something if it makes you laugh and that's why you listen to them for the cim audience marketers audience they use it to know what's going on in their industry to help them personally with their careers and their career development and I think it's just, it, it's a bit of an escape, isn't it? Certainly, I got hugely, hugely into them during the lockdown. I think that's where my experience of podcasts and myself in terms of being a person that consumes them really took off because you just could only walk around where you lived, couldn't you? So you just plug in and you just felt a bit more connected to the world. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's same same for me on, on that point of view. What about you, Johan? How do you think the, the growth of podcasting, you know, where, where's it come from? I think lockdown has had a lot to do with it, but I also think generally there's a, there's a, in the farming sector, there's a thirst for information and different ways of, of consuming information. And as Gemma was saying, you, you know, you can listen to it more or less wherever you are. And I think farmers doing, they might be doing a bit of tractoring or, or what, what have you. They might be in the farmhouse kitchen or in the office that you, you can do other stuff while you're listening to something. So it's a very easy way of, of consuming information. And, uh, and also you know, we try to be entertaining as well. So it's about sort of entertaining as well as in, informing people. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, in terms of, you know, you've got um, news of the day um, in terms of really what you're presenting, Johan, and with your sustainability podcast, Gemma, it's, you know, really big issues. Are there different formats that or ways of sort of positioning different podcasts according to what content that you're trying to get across and or does it not really matter or or should we be you know thinking about different types of content differently i think for i think for us the format that we've got it really really works but it is really labor intensive when we're doing five stories we probably speak to at least 10 people in that episode and that means phoning people up interviewing them talking to them and uh, I think also the nature of our podcast is such that you're probably looking at five to ten minutes per story and whilst it that means it's quite fast moving there's an opportunity there to do well there's not the option we don't have the opportunity on our podcast to look at things as in-depth as we as we might otherwise like to so i think there are, there are strengths and weaknesses you know the, the strengths of ours is people really seem to like it because it's going to talk about five or six different topics each week of which they might uh, hopefully at least find one resonates with them but that said you know it, it takes a lot of time to do it people think 40 minute podcast or whatever is going to take you 40 minutes but it doesn't take you many many multiples of 40 minutes to to get it right to re-record it organize the interviews etc yeah, definitely what do you think Gemma? i think in terms of the format so cam cam often says the planet is dealing with you know obviously a very complex big issue with lots of different subjects and parts what we wanted to do the purpose of our podcast there is it is aimed at marketers and businesses but we want to sort of whilst discussing the issues we didn't want to just talk about the problems we want to talk about the solutions and we want to talk about the inspirational stuff that that businesses are doing and, and the different movements out there and what people should be aware of that you know themselves so they can make make a change to their lives and also their the impacts they make so we wanted to you know we don't be doom and gloom we want to have that tiny window where people take action as opposed to fall into that hole of despair and think that it's not my problem I can't do anything about it versus you know what this is so interesting and I want to find out more about that and I want to actually make a change I want to be part of the change so we have a really relaxed style. There's two of us that host it. We have one or two guests from the same place. It's either a talking about a subject or it's talking about, a, you know, an organisation that's doing something specifically to tackle either the climate crisis or they've got, you know, a solution to to no trace, leave no trace plastic, you know, alternatives to plastic through to marketers and their views around, you know, the role of marketing and communication because communication is probably one of the biggest issues we have today around the subject so it's really relaxed it's um you know sometimes I, I leave a podcast feeling like uh Zebedee and other days I leave a podcast feeling like Eeyore you know because you can't unsee this stuff that's and it's, it's actually it's quite addictive you just want to learn more and want to be able to share that knowledge around so from that perspective we try and keep it just really relaxed and conversational yeah. And presumably you've seen quite a lot of growth in the podcast since you've sort of launched into that. Have you sort of changed your style or adapted as you've gone through? Have you got any particular examples? So the first year we knew we wanted to keep the conversation going, but we kind of shaped it as we went, depending on who we talked to. We had a, we had a framework 
uh, which we we set every guest, which is, you know, the kind of housekeeping stuff, then some brief conversational starters just to make sure that they were happy. And we always ask the same three questions at the end of every podcast. And they're just quick fire questions. And then as it's developed, so last year was the year of kind of finding out more stuff based off of what we'd learned. And then this year we said now is the year to close that intention action gap. So we're really focusing our guests on being people that have solutions that are doing something so that we can, you know, get the rest of the business world moving and changing as opposed to just understanding what's going on because everybody knows we have an issue. So with that's given us just the knowledge of learning has allowed us to sort of shape the podcast over time. And then the people that listen to it are just it's just such a broad audience and it's really really taking shape and you know we have a backlog of guests now and we've got people coming to us wanting to be on the podcast because they've got something inspirational to share or they want to raise awareness of something that you know people may not know so yeah it's really really interesting and for me I I just learn something all the time yeah yeah no that's that's really good and I think it is the reactions to the podcast often that you know sort of is quite inspiring that you sort of think okay you know someone's picking up on this they're taking something away from it what about you Johan because obviously you know it's a bit of a different format for you have have you changed how you've you've done the podcast in the time I think we've relaxed more into it which is good we were uh, me especially I didn't have any sort of podcasting experience when I started this it was something that I really really wanted to do but I think when you shove a microphone in front of somebody or or even put one in front of yourself you you start to tense up and think oh everybody's going to be listening to this but I think it's about you, you just have to try and forget about that and I guess it's a little bit like standing up in front of an audience you know if you do it once the first time it can be quite nerve-wracking but as you get used to it you do relax into it so our format kind of developed and it is sort of where it is at the moment but we are looking to kick it on a little bit more we're sort of looking at how can we make this a little bit different how can we take it on a little bit more and get uh, I guess more listener interaction we do get a steady stream of emails which is, is good it's not just repeating what's in Farmers Weekly on a weekly basis in audio format it adds something to it it's a little bit more irreverent than the than the magazine we're a little bit freer to comment and analyze things so that works um that works really well and the audience I think is slightly slightly different as well and of course you know you put a podcast out there we get listeners in America Australia and so on not loads but certainly you know people in New Zealand or farmers in New Zealand will listen to us and yeah so English speaking people all over the world but our core audience I'd say 95% of it is UK based Mm. I mean I think one of the things that we've found with the podcast is it's not just the podcast it's the social media it's the conversations you know if we're doing something you know you can then hang off an an e-shot or or something like like that which I think is is quite important which sort of leads me on to the next question really about the change in how people consume content from just a pre-pandemic when there weren't podcasts I mean Johan from your point of view as a as a journalist you'd have been much more involved in the written word Gemma obviously marketing there's a whole breadth of different channels available to try and and reach people where where does podcasting sort of fit in the in the spectrum of all those different ways to uh to reach people these days i think in terms of what we do at cim we we have to do all types of content because we have to to teach ourselves and understand as the chartered into marketing 
why people are consuming in so many different ways. And if we're going to be informing on that, then we need to be in it, in the thick of it. But, you know, I think it's really, where does it sit within your content strategy? And is it something that sits, is it joined up with the rest of your content strategy or is it sit as a side? You know, it's like, I guess, your social platforms, why you go out on Instagram versus why you go out on LinkedIn are two completely different things. Your audiences are different. Your engagement's different. One's visual. One, you know, is more sort of word-based on LinkedIn. So I think it's, it can be anything you want it to be, but you need to understand why you're doing it and you need to then look at the rest of what you do. So, I mean, I think can marketing save the planet absolutely sits alongside the book and it's really to keep that conversation going and to for us to learn as well about the subject so that we can continue to lecture on it and do talks and build out masterclasses and things. So it acts as a sort of uh, an education for ourselves every every other week um, which is incredible but yeah as you say it's then how you get that podcast out there on all your different channels uh, but I, I just think that they're so easy you can just have a podcast can't you and nothing else and that can be your main channel in which to reach people and you know if they find it finding a good podcast is like finding a good book isn't it it's, it's like really, gold isn't it yeah oh, it's just so it's just you, you just sort of or a netflix series you just listen to every, all of them don't you You go through the back catalogue and that's sort of your commute or your walk or something i just think i think they're brilliant yeah yeah what, what, what do you think um johan do you, do you think like podcasting is almost an additional like so everyone's still consuming all their marketing and information as they always were and then podcast is an addition or, or do you think we're losing something else because podcasting's filling that gap well when we started it was it was a little bit like lockdown we didn't know how long the podcast was going to last it might be a few weeks it might be you know, it might last for six months or so but it's now a core part of what we do it's a core part of our of our offer to listeners to readers and i i so we're here to stay and and it does it does do something a little bit different i think it it, it it it's that immediacy and the i mean people people now come up to me and say oh i heard you on the on the podcast and it's really nice to sort of put a a, a face to the name or or a voice to the face or whatever it is so i i think it's you know we're we're here to stay it does add something and it's that whole sense of community as well of, of people hearing other people's voices rather than just read it, reading the written word as it was before yeah go, go on Gemma, and, what do you think and i think just to add to that in terms of you know studying it obviously over the last however many years we've been doing this is we we are quite lazy as a, as a species aren't we and unfortunately people you've been kind of taught now that you read a headline it's all short form you know social media has really just taken our attention spans down to really sort of sort of limited levels hasn't it we want we want to understand curate it for me tell me what I need to know and you know it's it's a shame because long form stuff takes time to sit and read a book I listen to books as much as I read books but I know I can listen to a book doing something else like walking to work or in the gym sitting down and reading a book I have to stop what I'm doing and I think in terms of the uh, content we produce at CIM podcasts and webinars are our most engaged formats by an absolute mile I think it's because of the accessibility to them and I think it's because you don't have to stop the other things that you're doing in relation to listening to podcasts so we like to make things easy for people and it's a great way because you learn so much more and I think we were having a discussion the other day weren't we around 
if you're in marketing, you want to get your message out there. Even packaging is getting smaller around all of the products, you know, and they're removing packaging from products, aren't they, as we try and move away from plastic. And so QR codes made a massive comeback in uh, the pandemic because you just scan something now and all of the information sits behind it. So I think there's so much people need to understand with this, with the societal challenges that we face. How do you get that information over to people? How do you get them to understand in a way that they don't find it stressful or time consuming or just, you know, that window of opportunity shuts and they go, I can't, I can't take this anymore. Sort of situation, you know, uh, thing. So I think there's lots of different things now where we're trying to get, you know, important information to people that helps them and podcasts do that really well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. So let's get into a little bit of a, the nitty gritty in terms of, you know, if listeners are thinking about, you know, maybe they want to get into podcasting or, you know, they're not sure as to what they're doing at the moment is is quite right. Um, what are your top tips in terms of, I'm not talking about sort of technical platforms or or editing software or anything like that, but in, in terms of generally structuring a podcast or you know, looking at how many guests you have or how long you should do it for or how frequently you should put one out, etc. I, th- I think the frequency is um, key. You need that sort of regularity because you want people to to come back to it yes you know people can get notifications of the latest episode it's available to listen now but it's nice to have a, a, a regular thing and i say that even though as keeps slipping <laughs> by a day or so it's meant to come out on a friday the same day as the magazine and sometimes it doesn't but um but i think regularity is key i think when you listen to a podcast as well don't get carried away by thinking that it's just done off the uh, off the cuff that a lot of planning goes into it to make it sound natural and to make it free flowing and um, so there's a lot of preparation involved but that said I think my my top tip would be just to do it your first podcast is never going to be your best I won't actually listen to the first podcasts that we did because I, I just think they sound really awkward but you know over time you will find your voice and it's an immense amount of fun so I'd say just go out there and and do it and uh, listen to some choose a format of one that you like and see if you can do the same sort of thing brilliant uh, Gemma I think have understand why you want to do one so you know and that can be because it's for a business reason that could be because you genuinely love the subject yourself so but you've got to understand why you want to do it in it for it to grow and evolve into something and I think you know, think about why would someone want to listen? And then I guess these sorts of things around, is it going to be an interview style? Is there one or two people on there? Are you going to do it as a monologue? Because it's a passionate the subject you're really, really passionate about. Is it going to be funny? Is it going to be serious? You know, that's, all, that's the style behind that is really important there. I think, you know, if you look at how you're going to then market that, as in, you know, what channels are you going to use? How are you going to raise awareness of it? I think reviews are really really important in relation to podcasts and uh, you know like many things reviews can really really get a podcast going and that word of mouth and people talking about your podcast can can really get it going and I think it's uh it's really about you know driving listeners and, and sharing things so yeah but as, as Johan said just do one I I remember my first one uh, I was I was terrified I was trying so hard to sound natural that it was it was just like I was reading off a page you know but you can edit them that's the beauty of podcasts 
is you the editing process. So if people mess up or you say the wrong thing or you don't want it to, uh, you say something you don't want to be on there, it can all come out um, unless you're doing it live because there are live podcasts now. And we're we're going to do, uh, see, I'm going to do a live podcast in July just to test that format. Um, but yeah, that, that there's live podcasts and there's obviously ones that you put out every two weeks, ones that come out monthly. Weekly, I think, is hats off to you. That is uh, quite a workload, I must say. But also, when we started Come After the Planet, we front-loaded. So we recorded 28 in the first year. Um, but there was so much to know that we recorded them all and then we, we released them over time. Now, because the subject is moving so quickly, we literally do them a week in advance or two weeks in advance. Um, mm-hmm. But you can front-load your podcast, so you can then release them to the schedule. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I, I like the way you can experiment with different things as well. You know, if you sort of think, oh, I'm not sure if that will work. And you know, when I'm listening now to other podcasts, you know, you sometimes sort of hear them experimenting with different format or, or whatever as to, you know, how they how they put it together. And um, it's really it's a fascinating subject and it's it's great just to be able to have a bit of a play with it sometimes so just to close guys I think it's been a really good conversation but back to you what are your favorite podcasts that you both like to listen to putting you on the spot now I think there's a couple um, that that I think are, are fantastic in both their very different ways one is the old frontline podcast which is a, a podcast started by a military historian paul reed and he was a battlefield or he is a battlefield tour guide uh, primarily of the uh, battlefields in northern france from world war one when lockdown came along his whole business more or less dried up because of course nobody was able to go and uh, go and visit so he couldn't do any guided tours so he decided to start his own podcast and it's been really successful it's you you can listen to it and he will walk you around in audio form around the trenches around the various battlefields that that one's really good and that's just him on his own talking uh uh, and talking you, you through it the other one that i really like is um I guess in a way it's not strictly a podcast, but it's uh, the 13 Minutes to the Moon. I guess it's an audio drama documentary, which is all about the the moon landing in 1969. And it focuses very much on the on the 13, the last 13 minutes of the landing from when they put men on the moon for the first time. And that's that's really, really good as well. It's very, very atmospheric. So so that there are a couple of my favourites, neither of them farming related. No, no, I think that's, uh, but that's what's great about it, isn't it? You can, you know, you don't have to just be about your own industry. You can get into your own personal interests and things. What are your favourites? Again, I so my I, I listen to podcasts because I like a subject. If I like a subject or I'm interested in the subject, then I'll go off and find a podcast on it, and then otherwise I go down a route of business podcasts and um, things like that. So in terms of the business stuff, I listen to a lot of the Diary of the CEO with Steve Bartlett. He has some incredible guests on there talking about their their experiences, their businesses, their, their mental health. It, it really is a real broad range of guests. So I do listen to a lot of his stuff. I listen to Brene Brown, who is uh, an American lady who is does podcasts on leadership. And uh, she studied shame and vulnerability. But yeah, just there was some really fascinating stuff there about, again, mental health. And I think lockdown was a time when I was kind of doing a bit of soul searching and thinking about stuff. So 
it was really nice to sort of get some perspectives and some different ways of thinking about stuff more than anything. Yeah. And then uh, one that I found by accident because I couldn't sleep was my dad wrote a porno. And um, it's, it honestly is the most laugh. I've stopped in the street and just bent over laughing. It is absolutely hysterical. Um, and it is absolutely great. And then the final one is one called um, Ten Words, by, which is about speech writers uh, and how, you know, uh, words can absolutely change in history. And there's uh, a guy called Jeremy Conway, and he, he looks back at sp- famous speeches by presidents and leaders and all of that. And again, it's so, yeah, a real mix, um, mm. which is you can go down a rabbit hole, can't you? And, yeah. And, why that's why I think you know in the first, I know in the first five minutes if I'm going to keep listening yeah yeah I know when we were first talking Gemma you were saying about how with podcasts you can actually pick a subject and find something of interest you're not led into sort of echo chambers um like you are you can be on on social media and you know it's like, oh we well, obviously like this then you know everything's then presented back to you you know perhaps a little bit more independent to to sort of yeah. seek out what uh, what what you want and and have a real variety rather than yeah otherwise fantastic well thank you both so much for your time today it's been really interesting and hopefully everyone will be uh, looking into some of those podcast uh, recommendations and have got some appetite to uh, explore the medium a bit more for themselves so thanks very much both thank you thank you thanks that's a wrap for another episode of the agri-food comms cast you can subscribe on whichever platform you use for podcasts and i hope you'll join me again next month I'm Catherine Lynch. Bye for now.